0: Hey, I'm Jess and I'm obsessed with all things nutrition, science, and helping you navigate this information while maintaining a deep sense of peace and empowerment in your body. I'm a registered dietitian who started out with an eating disorder and then fell in love with learning about how God intricately designed our bodies to be resilient and so much more than superficially beautiful. I am now a mama who loves to be healthy, not because of how it makes me look but because of how it has transformed the energy i can give to my family my friends and you on this show we hit on real talk around the latest nutrition science and body image resiliency all while balancing it between grit and grace think of this as your weekly audio coffee to encourage your empowered eating journey this is the fuel her awesome podcast Hey, my friend, I am so glad you are here today. Welcome to 2024. Today we are talking about how to set yourself up for empowered eating over the next 30 days. And, you know, it's just a great time to be here. This is the time of year where we have an opportunity to reflect on the previous year and really set a vision for what we want this coming year to look like whether you are the type of person that sets New Year's resolutions or vision boards or however you like to enter the year, I do think we're all kind of at this space where there's like a fresh start, right? There's a fresh opportunity to grab hold of our life and do it different this year. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. How can we take the next 30 days to truly set ourselves up for empowered eating? And you know, it got me thinking. Did you guys ever do this? When I was in high school, my best friend, she's been my best friend for forever since like, gosh, we were in third grade when those really thick white scrunchy socks were in style. Do you remember those? I think they're back in style. At least I'm wearing them right now, so I'm going to say they are. <laughs> so one of the things my best friend and I used to do was we would stay up super late into the night and rearrange our bedroom furniture. We would like get this wild hair where we were going to completely change our room. Sometimes it was my house, sometimes it was her house. But I remember doing this and my, my parents would like come in, you know, at midnight going, what are you girls doing? And we're like, oh, nothing, everything's fine. The house isn't being broken down. We're just moving, you know, the bed. <laughs> but the reason we wanted to do this was because we were thinking about making a change. And so we decided that changing our room or the furniture rearranging it setting our posters up in a different way would give us that fresh perspective that we needed and I remember doing this and waking up the next day thinking gosh I've just got this feeling of new like this feeling of freshness like I can do anything and that's something that I felt very much so in that season of life and I feel it now Whenever I'm trying to make a change, it's like I have to change the environment around me so that I can get that feeling of fresh, like that sense of hope and renewal and rejuvenation. And when it comes to this year and some of the goals you may have, I think we need to think bigger than like, how do we make these goals happen? We actually need to just reset and reframe our entire environment. We need to create an environment that supports our growth and we're going to break that down today so this idea for a reset program it actually came to me last fall so if you have known me for a while you know i absolutely love to camp my family and i are crazy campers in the summer i mean we camp at least 30 nights over this course of a summer and we just we just pour into it well last fall i came home from one of our late fall camping trips and i opened the fridge and i remember thinking there's no way this is my house. Either our house sitter threw a party or this is just not my house because this is disgusting. It's overpacked and it just feels icky. And, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't blame anyone. Our house sitter is absolutely wonderful. She would never throw a party. (laughs) The fact was that I had been so engaged in fun and doing other things. I had just neglected the care and attention that my fridge really needed. And so, It was like six o'clock on a Sunday night and I just started going crazy. I just started cleaning out the fridge. I mean, I took everything out, every drawer, every shelf. I was scrubbing it in the sink. My husband's like, what are you doing like right now? Really? I don't care. I just can't take this anymore. So I started going top to bottom, cleaning everything out. And what I noticed is the next morning I walked down to that fridge and I opened it. And I had that same sense of feeling that I had when I was in middle school and I rearranged the furniture with my best friend. It was this like feeling of, hey, I've got this, like I can do this. It was giving myself a green light. And it's funny, this actually trickled over and went to the pantry, the spice cabinet, the dishware. I went through our entire kitchen and it completely changed how I felt when I walked into the kitchen. I could see all the beautiful food that I had purchased or the food that I had cooked was now visible. I felt good about prepping dinner because I knew what dishes I had and I was no longer feeling cluttered by like all the hundreds of thousands of mugs that I somehow seemed to accumulate every single year. There was no like hidden half-used granola bar in my pantry anymore. I don't know if you guys get this, but... It's like, I have to clean out the pantry every month because my kids get in there and they'll open a granola bar and decide, you know, halfway through that they just don't want it anymore. I mean, I guess that's empowered eating. At least they're listening to their body, but I wish they would throw it in the trash, not not back in the pantry. So I have to keep up with some of that. And I realized that this transformation made it so when I walked into the kitchen, it sung to me. Like I wanted to be there. I wanted to start participating again in cooking and feeding myself with nourishing foods this is something that i think is so important when it comes to empowered eating this is important in our kitchen and it's also important in our closet both of these cleanouts are required and necessary when it comes to embarking on your empowered eating journey so then after i did this for myself i started noticing similar patterns in the women i work with it's kind of like that whole thing you know when you start shopping for a car, whichever car you're going to buy, you see it everywhere. It's like, once I did this for myself, I saw it everywhere. It was like these women that I was working with, they were trying to make all of these changes in the same environment they had been in, or they were trying to be nicer to their body and not say those awful things on their head in the same clothes, the same emotionally activating clothes that they'd been wearing for the last year. They were trying to make different choices at three o'clock in the afternoon in the same kitchen with the same snacks still available to them. When we are trying to make a change or do things differently in the same environment, we had been repeating those old patterns. We're not setting ourselves up for success. We have to interrupt the cycle. And I think we have to interrupt the cycle because if you think about it, like change is hard. Change requires your prefrontal cortex to be engaged. It requires extra glucose in your brain. It requires extra attention. It requires willpower. And a lot of us are running short on that by three o'clock in the afternoon when we get home and you know we're tired from work or the dogs are barking, the kids are screaming. It's really, really difficult to stay committed to some of those things we have, wore, we, you know, we're very intentional with in the morning. It's really hard to do at three o'clock in the afternoon after we've been worn down by just some of our general day. So we have to interrupt this cycle and prevent ourselves from going into autopilot by changing our environment. And I do think doing little things can have a big difference. So, for example, I had this one client last year where she was really trying to change the way she spoke to herself in the kitchen. She recognized when she was in the kitchen, she brought a lot of her perfectionistic tendencies, like her meals needed to be perfect. She was going through a lot of like the body bullying thoughts and trying not to say such rigid things about what she could and could not eat in the kitchen, but she had a really hard time doing that. So I was like, we need something in there to remind you to keep perspective, to like zoom out and have that bird's eye view when you're in the kitchen. And I was like, I said, like, get a cool spatula or something. She came up with something even better. She went and got herself a beautiful plant. And she put it in the middle of her kitchen, right on her island. And what it was is it was a symbol for growth. And every time she walked into her kitchen, she saw that plant and it reminded her of the growth she was working on. So she interrupted her kitchen cycle by just putting something in her island or on her island to remind her so we can do this with something small just to trigger a new thought in our old environment or we can do a complete overhaul like i did with my kitchen like i used to do in middle school in my room with my best friend where we completely change the environment we are in to set us up for that moment that critical moment when we're tired worn down and we're still trying to stay committed to whatever goal it is we have set So over the next 30 days, you can join me in this empowered eating makeover. So this is going to be for anyone who is just embarking on their empowered eating journey. Like maybe you want to do things differently this year. You know, you don't want to do a diet, but you know, you need to do something different. This is the perfect reset because it's going to get in their kitchen, in your kitchen, in your closet and completely clean everything out so that you are ready to go and setting yourself up for success. Or... This is also for the folks who've been on this journey for a while. I mean, I've been working through Empowered Eating for years now, and I still had to reset last fall after I was coming off a season of fun and busy and traveling. And I think a lot of us are coming off of that after the holiday season. So this 30-day food makeover, it's going to take on topics that we chat about here, but in greater detail. So here's what you can expect in this program. You can expect pod course download. So what's a pod course? Oh, my friend, I am so glad you asked. (laughs) These are actually downloadable audio files that you can listen to as you work. So it's not that you're glued to a computer here. You can just listen to it like you do for the podcast. It's got a little pep talk and some tasks. So each week you have a mini audio download with tips and instructions on what your assignment is for that week to make over your kitchen, your meal plan and your closet. There are four weeks in this program, so week one, we are going to clean out your closet, your pantry, your spice cabinet, your Tupperware. Oh, the dreaded Tupperware drawer. <laughs> How many lids do you have that don't have a bottom? We've got to get those out of there. We have to work all through through all of this. Now, I do not give lists of good or bad foods. If you follow this show, you know I food is just food. It's an inanimate object. But I do think we have to think through algorithms of like, I want to know why I have this food in here. Is it something that supports the goals I am working towards? And if it doesn't, it's got to go. And that's not because it's bad. It's just because it doesn't support me in this season I am working on. So in week one, we're going to get in there and dissect all of the food and the Tupperware, (laughs) everything in your pantry, your kitchen, and we're going to make it so your kitchen sings to you. I also have a supplement strategy so that each student can actually submit their supplement stack and what their goals are. And I'm going to go over each person's protocol personally and then send you customized recommendations so you can create the very best supplement stack for you and your health goals. And I have to say this about supplements: I was talking to uh, one of my colleagues the other day, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm just not really good about taking supplements, and you know, I take them here or there." And then she asked, "Jess, do you take them?" And I said, "You know what?" Yes, I do. I used to not because in the season of healing, when I had to heal my relationship with food, I needed a little bit of a timeout from supplements. Like I needed to get away from some of that diet culture approach to supplements. But then over time, as I became an empowered eater and I was making really solid nutritional decisions that made me feel good, I felt in control of what I was eating. Then I was like, you know, I'm going to add some supplements back in. I did the research It's crazy how different you can feel adding in supplements on top of quality nutrition is what I think takes our health to another level. Like this is where we are in modern day science is that we can use some of these supplements to, to not only help us feel better, but to mitigate some of the um, side effects of aging and help us to just age really well and feel the best we can. This is something you can totally do with supplements, but, they really have to be specific. Like I've learned this over the years that it's not just like go, you know, to the store and pick one up off the shelf. We have to be really intentional about the type of supplement we buy. So, for example, magnesium is one I I typically recommend. Only 28% of the American population gets adequate magnesium from their food. And we know magnesium's involved in over 300 biochemical reactions, specifically in maintaining a healthy gut and maintaining healthy and balanced neurotransmitters in our brain. So this is one that being very drawn to optimal gut health and maintaining mental health balance, I'm like, give me some magnesium. But there's different kinds, right? There's magnesium citrate, which pulls water into the gut and tends to have more of a diuretic and um, laxative effect, Then there's magnesium glycinate. This one does cross the blood-brain barrier and helps to manage more anxiety, but it doesn't impact the gut in the same way. So depending on your biofeedback and your poop report, we would recommend one over the other based on what your body is looking for. So all that to say... As was a total tangent. I love magnesium. <laughs> it's changed my life since I started taking it, but I did have to start taking the right one. So in week one, we're actually going to go through, I'm going to personally look at your supplement stack and give you a list of recommendations to match some of the goals and based on the biofeedback that your body's already giving you. Week two, we move into the closet and we start looking at how we can change your closet to minimize the body bullying that all of us have to some degree, but also to set ourselves up for some of the goals that we have. We also dive into your schedule, your morning routine, and how we can start to set you up with some of these green lights for empowered eating throughout the day, not just the day, but the week. Okay, week three is where we really start to have some nutrition fun. (laughs) Week three is where we start to add in foods menu plans and menu frameworks that support optimal brain health. And so hear me out. There is some newer research that is showing the link between gut health and nutrition interventions for mental health support. And the more I read about this, the more excited I am to be a dietitian because I'm like, gosh, we can make a real impact here. I felt this personally in my life. I've always been someone that has struggled with anxiety and high functioning levels of depression. But it's just one of those things that, you know, I think it's built into my personality. I have really high highs and then I have low lows. But what I have found is that when I have taken better care of my gut health, when I have learned how to fuel my body in ways that support my physical well-being, it helps me weather some of those storms. I am more equipped with a mental strength I didn't know I had. And as I dove into this, there's actually some newer research that is supporting this, which is super cool, that incorporating foods like polyunsaturated fatty acids, higher protein, whole grains, these menu options impact our gut health and therefore our mental well-being. So, you know, I think we all to some degree combat anxiety and depressions at some point. And of course, in varying degrees, so this intentional eating plan is going to allow you to build your week using foods that help to manage stress. Super fun. Lots of food ideas in this section. And then week four, this is the last week, you're actually going to meet with me one-on-one. This is your accountability call with me where we can check in to see what's working, what questions you may have, and to also you know, hold you accountable. Because let's be honest, when we're working on changes, accountability is so key. I mean, I recently just signed up to work with a new uh, life coach and it's so funny. I haven't even started with this coach, but the amount of work I have done in preparation for my first meeting with this coach is insane. Like I've done more work in the last (laughs) two to three weeks than I did in the three months prior, because I know I have a 30-minute call with someone where I'm going to have to check in and be very intentional with my words and have the right questions prepared. So this accountability call is specifically placed in week four as we wrap up your program to provide you with that support. Also, I'm excited because I would get to meet with you one-on-one. I looked up some statistics on this. Having accountability actually increases the likelihood of you accomplishing your goal from 40 to 90%. 90%. So, in the words of my little boys, let's go. <laughs> like I want a 90% success rate. So, this is what we're going to be doing in the Empowered Eating Boot Camp. We'll work through these four weeks where you have a mini pod course with tasks and assignments for you to complete that week. You'll work through it all four weeks. And I know that by the end of this, you're gonna have your environment completely set up so that you can employ the empowered eating skills that we talk about here on the podcast, or if you're already in the empowered eating method you will now have the environment ready to go so that you can actually tackle those health goals that we talk about setting. I mean, here's the thing. We all have something we need to change with how we care for our body. Maybe it's more mental. Maybe it's how we talk to our body. Maybe it's how consistently we feed our body. Maybe it's learning to stop binging or using food as an emotional comfort. All of these goals, whatever your goal is, the thing is, We have to interrupt the cycle because, I mean, think about it. When we get into a habit of whatever it is, We just do it on autopilot. So checking social media, for example, how many of us have a habit with checking social media? And if we want to stop it, we can set all the timers we want, but we'll just hit ignore on our phone. If we want to stop engaging in so much habitual scrolling, we have to take Instagram off our phone. You have to remove it so that the next time you're on autopilot and you pick up your phone and you're looking for that Instagram app, you can't find it because it's not there. You change your environment to interrupt the cycle. So no matter what your goal is this year, Changing your environment in this way, setting up your kitchen with intentionally chosen foods based on your goals, setting up your closet with clothes that actually fit, this will interrupt the cycle that you have been on. It prevents you from going onto autopilot so you can actually work towards those goals that you have set in this upcoming year. And let me tell you this, my friend, your goals will not only be attainable, they will be inevitable because you can't go back to the way you used to do things. You can't because your environment is different. These steps are not only necessary, but they actually make the journey more enjoyable. And you know, for me, one of my core values is fun and peace. And so it is important to me that when you are on this journey, you feel that, that this is not something, these changes, it's not miserable. You're not forcing yourself to cook or meal prep. It's like, you know, whoever said I can't wait to meal prep on Sunday? No one. <laughs> and so my mission is to make that a little more sparkly for you as you go into 2024. I want you to have that same sense of fresh revival, that middle school Jess felt in the morning when she woke up after rearranging her furniture with her best friend at midnight. (laughs) I want you to feel that today as you walk in to 2024. You can find more information on the 30-day Empowered Eating Bootcamp in the links on the show notes below. You can head over to my website, jessbrownrd.com forward slash bootcamp. I will see you in there, my friend. Until next time, cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews, and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. To learn more on how you can become an empowered eater, snag my free workshop, how to eat intuitively and hit your goals without obsessing over food at JessBrownRD.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.